Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by Cheese It. Hey, Hoops fans, want to play in a basketball game with some of today's biggest stars with Charles Barkley or Shaq as your coach? Well, Pringles and Cheese It are bringing you that chance with the Celebrity Crunch Classic, all for the win sweepstakes. All you have to do is go vote for Team Cheese It or Team Pringles at celebritycrunchclassic.com slash OSP. Visit the site for more details. Pringles versus Cheese It. Pick a side, stock up, and go for the win. No purchase necessary. Tate, did you get spammed on Twitter the way I did uh, about this? Someone, some engineer out there, some uh, freelance guy created a Pringles can that twists and serves oh, as like yes. a push pop. Yes, it was sent to us. I, I don't know if it was yeah. him that did that or he found that on, on the internet, like E-Bombs World or something like that. But yes, that was sent to us. And well, I mean, we should say for you, it was about putting your hand in the Pringles can, right? That was that was the main gripe that you are had. Are you going to say... Are you going to say you put something else in the Pringles can? Please don't. No. This program, I'm going to say, say for me, it's just an easy, uh, you know, I just dump it over, get get a bunch of my hand. Okay. You know, it's, it's not, it was never a problem for me. It's not about the can. A lot it's of about, angles. Yeah. It's about, about the, the Cheez-Its. You know what I mean? I'm just a Cheez-Its guy. I have been, will continue to be. I'm not a flip-flopper, uh, but I do like Pringles too. So that's all, that's all <laughs> I'll say on the matter. Listen, I like, I love Pringles. That's why I'm frustrated by it. I thought the guy... Uh, when people showed me this GIF or whatever it was, the video, um, I thought I thought this Fine. was like an official thing, and I got very excited. And then I realized it's just some redneck, probably that's just like engine, like over engineering a problem that only only us one percenters who are uh, tall people with big hands we on, we're the only people that have to deal with this problem. Um, anyway, Pringles and Cheese It, check that out. That was a subtle uh, we, we shot at NC State fans, by the way. Redneck, engineer school. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't like how this is going. You're getting juiced up for this rivalry. The the, the Carolina NC oh, State no, rivalry. No, that's actually not no, a rivalry. Yeah, just two public schools playing basketball against each other. You know what I mean? That's yep. all it is. Doesn't, Luke May comes out and says <laughs> that's not actually a rivalry. We we only consider Duke a rival. He's going down that road. He's he's a uh, preemptively like setting the stage for we're about to get our ass kicked. And yes. I just want you to know that it doesn't bother me at all that we're going to get our ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, it's actually funny to me that we got our ass kicked because uh, it's going to motivate us uh, later hey, in the year. That's what they're saying. We are also brought to you by me. Yes, um, and a blog I started ten years ago. <laughs> um, so I I said on the last podcast I would have a fun announcement on uh, Monday. It is currently Monday. Uh, we are the, the college football national championship is tonight, so we are getting ahead of our pocket. There's no college basketball on tonight, basically. Uh, so we just decided why not record the pod tonight, uh, and we'll put it up tomorrow. So if you're listening to this, it's Tuesday. But I announced, Tate, we have the Club Trillion Beer, um, mm. a, a local brewery in here in Columbus, Ohio, Land Grant Brewing, approached me, and they said, are you aware that this is the 10-year anniversary of Club, your, the start of your blog? And I was like, oh, God, no, that is... <laughs> Very scary to hear those words, uh, and they said we want to we want to do something for you, but all we know how to do is make beer. And I said that's perfect. That's all I need you to do. Um, let's do that. So we are doing a an event on January 29th. If you're listening to this in Columbus, Ohio, um, Ohio State plays at Michigan on that night. We are doing a keg tapping at Land Grant Brewery. Uh, I am going to be there. I'm going to get all the basically all the former players at Ohio State that aren't playing currently playing professionally. Um, I'm going to try to get a, a bunch of guys there that, you know, uh, and all the money that we raise is going to my, my foundation that I started called the club trillion foundation, which is going to basically start a scholarship for walk on basketball players. I love it. Um, yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's Are, it. I think you're my good guy of the week. Good guy of the week right there. <laughs> I think you might be, I don't know. We'll figure it out, but, uh, that's exciting stuff, man. I'm happy for you. You deserve hey, to get a we're beer. Also, 
Kyle we're, deserves we're to be there to tap it with you, I think. We're also doing a party in uh, uh, Minnesota for the Final Four. Tate, you're gonna, Tate, you're going to be there. We're, go, we're going to the Final Four. Kyle, will uh, you be there is the question. I have to check my schedule. No, I'm kidding. Of course I'll be there. <laughs> we we will be there for uh, – can we say what we're going to be there for? Is that is that technically allowed yet? No, no, no. Don't, right. don't okay. say that yet. Right. We can't say that yet. <laughs> we'll cut that out. Don't say that one yet. Just say we will be there and we are going to have a party and we're going to have – like the beer is going to be on tap there as well. And any money that we raise, uh, we're, we'll we're setting up Kyle. a deal where all the money. We'll give it to Kyle. Yeah, yes, like, it's going to go to Kyle. Yeah, you just please. give you just give him twenty dollars as you walk in. It's not a cover; it's just yeah. uh, charity. Kyle, you should just stand out in the parking lot and like direct parking. I swear to God, like some of those guys in some of these cities are just scamming people. Just like they just stand out there and collect money when people come to park. It's like it'll be, it'll be five bucks, and you take your five bucks and just stuff in your pocket. Yeah, welcome to Los Angeles. <laughs> or they take your five bucks, yeah. they get in your car as a valet, and they just drive <laughs> away. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Um, we have a ton to talk about, Tate. It was a jam-packed weekend of college basketball. Conference play has started. Uh, I don't even. I, I was about to start listing things that happened, but I don't want to shortchange anything that happened. There mm. was a ton of shit that happened. Um, all sorts of blue buds were had had notable things happen to them. Some of the not blue buds had notable things happen to them. We have a shit ton to get to. Thankfully, this this is a a good guy, bad guy, Kyle guy day because uh, we can structure it that way. Because otherwise, I would be all over the map and have no idea how to attack all this. But um, we are going to get to that. We are going to get to our good guys, our bad guys, and our Kyle guys, etc. But first... A Zion Williams 360 dunk for the first time in basketball. <laughs> he takes the timeout. Technical foul. Timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, <laughs> as we said, it is Monday night. Um, the Bachelor comes back tonight, Tate. I know you're excited for that. Uh, the national championship football game is being played. Do you want to? We, we are recording this right before the game kicks off. Do you want to put a prediction out there that we can uh, then look back on and and everyone, you can talk about how smart you are? I think both teams are going to play hard tonight. That's all I can say. I think this. Yeah, for me, I think this game's going to be won in the trenches. Uh, I think the battle up front is going to dictate. Um, and and I'm just going to say. Uh, it's going to come down to the turnover this, battle, right? That's what's going to come down. It's going to come down to the turnover yeah. battle. Yeah, yeah. Course. You're the one that hosts the football podcast for a living. You should. You, they should be just rattling off your brain. Yeah, um, I actually don't record it live. I just record catchphrases and then we just put them all in after the fact. <laughs> here's a works out well. Here, here's my analysis. Here's my analysis from the game. Man, that call the ref made <laughs> late in the game. God, it really fucking pissed me off. I mean, yeah. I, what's going me, on I, in Secaucus, New Jersey? I mean, let's figure this out. My goodness. <laughs> I just want to see the. I want to see these kids determined on the field, and these refs. They just always seem to get in the way of the game, and it's just a shame that a good game got ruined by that call. Um, that's my take on the on the matter. Uh, I, I was laughing, Tate, uh, because as we we threw it to to Woody Durham, um, you shit all over Zion Williamson. So let's start there before we get to good guy, bad guy, Kyle guy. Um, it's not about, Zion Williamson had a dunk. It's not about Zion Williamson. It's about the reaction to everything that happens okay. and surrounds okay. Zion Williamson. Again, it's not the person; it's the narrative. I just wanted to say, I thought that play was amazing. I was watching that game live when Zion, of course, you know, probably everyone in America at this point, all they saw was the one dunk by Zion. Uh, They asked him after the game what he'd rated. I mean, he even said it was a seven or eight, Um, you know, so he's not even gassing himself up as much as he's getting gassed up. I feel bad for him in that sense because, you know, what's he going to do when a team plays zone and he has to hit threes against Syracuse? You know what I mean? It's going to be a problem. But from the jump... (laughs) It was a great play. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. I'll leave it at that. 
I'm happy for Zion. Um, I'm, it's, it's actually funny to me. You know what I mean? That's what it is. <laughs> I'm not upset. Dude, are you that scared of, uh, you're that scared of NC State and Duke this year, aren't you? Oh. I can, I can just feel oh, it. No. I can feel it the way you talk. Yeah. No, no, not at all. I just felt bad because Clemson was a team that we all, you know, I guess in a, in a weird way, we all wanted Zion to go save Clemson basketball or at least, you know, make it right. fun. You know, become the new Horace Grant, but at another level. And so to do that to Clemson, I feel like, if anything, you kind of just play it easy in that game. You're already up by 20 or whatever it was. So you don't need to, you know, show out and, and make them feel even worse about it. So that's what I was saying. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not the coach. should have pulled it out and ran some Yeah, I'm not the coach. I mean, I, I just don't like when people do that. You know what I mean? It's uh, <laughs> I, I want some sportsmanship in the game. Bring that back. Isn't it, isn't it you that uh, I'm pretty sure you creamed your pants with Dennis Smith dunked in Cameron yeah well (laughs) different different situation he went to NC State which was the Clemson in his experience you know what I mean oh yeah uh, I got you he he didn't go to Duke so that's what it was and it's it it, it is nothing we'll get past it I felt bad for Clemson in that game that's all I can say on the matter I mean did you see the dunk Uh, did did you see it on SportsCenter did you see Uh, it on uh, House of Highlights did you see it on Bleacher Report did you see it on every Twitter feed in America because I did I did, I saw the dunk, Tate. I saw him do the did this dude just did the dunk. Uh, I I saw it happen. Um, Zion's not fat. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna go against everything I've believed for the past what three months. How long have I known of Zion Williamson's existence? Longer than that, six mm. months, mm. whatever it was. Um, I I think that was that officially put me over into the he's not fat camp. Um, and then but the funniest thing, I see a picture of the like the Duke the Duke Instagram account post the picture of the Zion dunk and it did sort of look like he had a belly but listen I'm firmly in the not fat camp I have to be I think if you see him do that and then you see the 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 the, the block he had too or the 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 picture of the the contesting the shot where his like shoulders touching the backboard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah Michael Jordan's uh, head it's, hit it's the firmly backboard in the not fat camp. <laughs> yeah, I remember that that happened uh, th- that's that's the whole point about this. It's just uh, I-, I am amazed well, at how quickly people forget about things these days. But we also take in a lot more than we used to. So maybe maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I don't know about these young kids, Kyle. I don't, guys, I, don't know what- I just saw it. It's pretty great. Saw it on Deadspin. Oh, my pretty God. great. Oh, oh, you're. Did we just get a? Did we just get a glimpse into the uh, to, to Kyle's guy of the week? Is it going to be? <laughs> oh no, you're going to love my guy. <laughs> okay. It's not him. Kyle, Kyle's like, hey, did you guys see this? Yeah, it's Zion like had a crazy dunk we in that game. About. Yeah, that was wild. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Can we get to the real segments of this? Hold uh, on. My I'm, question to you yes, before yes. we before we go. My question to you: Can Luka Doncic do that dunk? Absolutely. I mean, right? We all know that he can do everything. He can do everything. I was just curious if you. Were, I, I mean, was, I was I was just curious if we were on the same page. Hey, think about this: What if Dirk were ten years younger and they were playing together? Have you ever thought mm. about that? That'd be crazy, right? That'd be something. Luca. Luca instead of dunking, he would have pulled up for three because it's a better, it's a smarter play. You get one more point. People yeah. forget he would have assisted three assisted to Trey Jones for the lay in because he's just you know about the game. It's not about the show. <laughs> I get that, Luca. All right, let's get into it. Um, start with good guy. Who do you want to go first? I'll go first because uh, my good guy is a go pretty ahead. pretty simple good guy, and I, it's nothing that I'm really you know too proud of when I say about good guy, but. One of the teams I've looked at this year, and I actually thought they were going to have a better year than they are having right now, and I guess, you know, it is what it is, but Miami, I'm looking at Larinaga. They lose, mm. they get blown out by the Louisville Cardinals, 90-73. And, I, I, you know, Chris Likes is a guy that I really like on that team. Uh, Zach Johnson is a guy that, you know, I, I thought, you know, maybe could turn into something for that team. But they've had the injuries, they've had the struggles, but 
I don't know what Miami's necessarily looking for. I mean, they were involved originally in the, uh, you know, the situation with Adidas, and I guess they've gotten past that. Mm. And we can talk about that a little bit later with some of the people pleading and, and taking charges at this point. But uh, for me, Larinaga is is a guy that was a good guy of the week because they lose this game and, you know, everyone brings up, you know, well, he's just done such a great job with this Miami program and yada, yada, yada. And then, I, you know, I just saw Mark Rick step down after the AD came out after they got blown out in the bowl game. So it just seems like there's some uh, tumultuous times down in Coral Gables. Like things are shifting and moving away from maybe what it was when Larinaga took that job. So, Good guy of the week. Sort of the under-the-radar pick. Uh, I know they're 8-6. and six. I know that they have uh, some talent down there and obviously some injuries. But for me, I'm going to go with Laranega this week. That's a, that's a good pick. And, and I like your logic because, I'll be honest with you, I haven't given Miami basketball a second of thought this year. Mm-hmm. And that's... Um, I, it's not even a conscious decision. It's just that 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 to me like reiterates why the best jobs are not always at the blue bloods. Like some of the best, like whenever you see these lists of all the best jobs out there in college basketball, like Kentucky and Duke and Kansas are always near the top. Cause I guess you can win national titles there. That's cool. Um, but a place like Miami is awesome because you could be really good. And Laranega has had a lot of success at mm-hmm. Miami, as we know. But then you could also like you have a down year. No, just it's it's not like you get crucified for it. It's like people just forget and they just they're like yeah. Like I, I completely I do this for a living, Tate, and I just I I I had no idea Miami was eight and six. It's beautiful. It's it's good for them. Well, I'm not gonna lie. Congrats, I mean, I Miami. pulled up their record to see that they were eight and six. I don't know that off the top of my head, <laughs> but uh, you know, Larinaga. I don't know. It's just a weird situation down there. I can just see uh, maybe the writing on the wall where he even is. You know, just tired of the whole gambit of having to recruit these kids down to Miami because that must be tough. Welcome to Coral Gables. I'm just tired. It's a beautiful place. I'm just so tired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pull a mire. Um, what about you? What are, do you have? Your, what's your good guy of the week? We can oh, get past Miami because oh I think people I have, are already asleep. I have three. I need. Oh. I need. I need your help. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> do you know how this down. works, man? <laughs> the three Stooges. Okay, hold on. Okay, All right, here we go. I'll cut one off. Okay. okay. So one of them All right, is Mary Kill. Who do you, who are you gonna cut? Who are you gonna yeah. kill? <laughs> uh, so one of them on my list was Tom Crean. Uh, his he he Ooh. loses ninety six to fifty at yeah. Tennessee. Oh my God! Terrible. Lose, loses by forty six in his in his SEC debut um, at Georgia. We we knew Georgia wasn't going to be good. We knew Tom Crean needed some time. Everybody, calm down. Uh, he has a pattern of this. People forget his first year at IU, the worst IU team of all time. Um, this is how he this is how he operates. You step in, you inherit a shitty situation. Got to give him a few years. He'll get you to the Sweet 16. That's how it works. But as it stands right now, not a great debut for Tom Crean. Loses by 46 points. Um, he was my pick, and then two games happened that changed my pick. And I can't decide on the on the. I have like a co good guy. I need help picking. I I don't know. So I'll say the 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 the, the real first co good guy is um our our sandbagger Tate. Oh, do do we yeah. Oh, no. Mr. Mr. Sandbagger himself. Oh, um, so the sandbagging update from Nevada is they're down 12 <laughs> at halftime, Tate, at New Mexico. Right where you want and, them. Uh, at, yep. Right where you want them. D- down 12 to Nevada. You're If you're up 12 on Nevada, you're really down five, mm-hmm. as we say. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Nevada's got you right where you want it. You're, you dumb idiot. Why would you get a lead on Nevada? So the second half happens. Nevada comes out, and they, uh, oh, ooh. Yeah. They lose. They lose by twenty-seven at New Mexico, a horrible New Mexico team, by the way. New Mexico is not good in no. any way, shape. Carlton or form. Bragg plays on New Mexico. That says anything about the state of their team. Jaquan Lyle was like their best player and tore his Achilles, and then was on Ohio State's campus two days later. If that tells you about 
the state of New Mexico's <laughs> program. Um, and and I'm trying to figure out like beyond the law. Like first of all, if if Nevada, I, I don't I don't want to. I mean, New Mexico is so bad. Like losing by 27 at New Mexico for your first loss of the season. Like if Nevada was unranked in this poll today, I don't think I would have had many gripes with that. I think I I would have been justified. Where did they fall? Them. 14. I've, what is it? Tw- tw- uh, I, th- I think they're still 10. Oh, beautiful. That's yeah. respect for the must bus. That's good to see. That's thank, what I'm saying. Thank you, AP um, voters. True road um, game. So, but but as it as it pertains beyond just the context of like Nevada's undefeated season's over, uh, it, it's it's a very head scratching loss for a lot of, lot of reasons. As it turns out, you have to play defense, Tate. You can't not just rely on scoring all the time. One of these games is going to happen. You have to guard somebody. Uh, but I don't really care about that. I'll be honest. I didn't watch a second of it. I I thought they were going to destroy New Mexico, and then once they got a big, I was like, oh well, you know, I don't now. I really don't need to watch it because it's already over. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about how this pertains to the UCLA job, Tate. I think there's I think there's more to the story than that. I yes, think I it's agree. not a coincidence that Eric Musselman, a guy who's been tabbed as one of the favorites to get the UCLA job, to get Steve Alford's job, like the very first game he plays after this all had goes down is Steve Alford's old job. Mm. There's there's some dots to be connected here, and I I think there's something going on with all of this, and I think it's like a good guy move. I think there's some good guy vibes that Musselman was somehow trying to do Alford a favor. I don't really I haven't figured it out yet. I'm not smart enough for it, but I think that's what's going on. Was like there is there is some sort of good guy thing. Your thoughts? My thoughts are it's a confidence issue. I think Eric Musselman has been coaching at Nevada with the Wolfpack, thinking his you know this entire time that. If he does what he's been doing, which is stay relevant, stay in the top 10, have a team that can contend as we get into March and you know make some noise and obviously have the memes come out of it, that he would be discussed in the first round of guys that UCLA wants, right? That's what we expected on this mm-hmm. podcast is what we reported uh, without fact-checking on this podcast is what we said. We put it out there to the world. And Eric Musselman's looking at us and he's like, I'm going to get the UCLA job. Steve Offer just got fired. This is all setting up. This is just what OSP told me. Well, they didn't give him a call. You know, I think that hurt him a little bit. And then I think he lost a little bit of focus because if, if you continue mm. to win and you build it up, you're building up this program to then jump to the next program and you're not getting the call mm. from that program and you're not getting the respect from the Blue Bloods. And you reported it last week, you know, it, he still has these old things from the past lingering over him. Maybe he just got in his head. Maybe it's hard to focus when you think, wait a second, I've been investing all this time in Reno and I'm not going to get another job. I'm not going to have to stay in Reno forever. Ooh. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on Reno 911 reunions. You know what I mean? At this point, <laughs> like, yeah, that, okay. that, that's that. I think that's in his head. I don't even know if it's a, if it's a Steve Alford back channeling. I think it's more of, wait a second, no one's calling me. I'm not getting any sort of interest out of UCLA. Does that mean that I can't get, let's say, a Miami job or let's say a USC job or one of these other jobs? Am I blackballed from getting one of those jobs? I think that's all in his head, which is, uh, okay. I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong. I think the must bus. It's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> It's wrong. They took her there. They took his job. You know what I mean? It's wrong. It's wrong. And I don't know. Oh. I don't know what happens. I don't know what, what he, where he goes from here because, I mean, if he's looking and setting himself up to be in Reno for the rest of his life, you know, pump the brakes. Take a break. Chill well, out. Enjoy I'll yourself. I'll say this, Tate. UCLA is not out of the question yet because uh, who the hell is going to take that job? I mean, I know we talked about it already. I'm not gonna, we're not going to spend a lot of time. Just a quick update. Uh uh, Thibodeau gets fired from the T-Wolves, and apparently Hoiberg is going to either be the coach or the GM in Minnesota now, which I don't know. I doubt that he could do that and also be the head coach <laughs> at UCLA at the same time. Oh, so not, not a multitasker, I, I see. Okay, I, I feel it. like he's probably out of the running. Mm-hmm. We get the report from Adam Zagoria that that all the boosters, including Casey Wasserman, wants Rick Pitino. They all want Rick Pitino to be the coach at UCLA, and they're all like scheming a way to get Pitino there. 
And then Casey Wasser, I saw on the uh, um, Bruins Nation. That was that was where I saw. Yes. It. Uh, they they put a report out there like uh, we talked to Casey Wasserman. He said it's that's preposterous the idea of Patino coaching at UCLA. So that's apparently not happening. Um, it's basically Earl Watson. It's like Earl Watson and Musselman. Like Jamie Dixon said he doesn't want it. I'm trying to think of like all the other hot candidates that people were throwing around as potential. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, oh, we got we got Obama. The Bill Walton. <laughs> Bill Walton said Obama. That was funny. And and was so serious about it as he said it that it just you know made everyone laugh. You're just I mean like Pash just looked at the camera. He's like, you got to be kidding me. I just tried to set him up for the easiest thing in the world, something he may actually have some inside sources on. And he goes, Barack Obama, why not? (laughs) Uh, And it's just like of all things, Bill, for you to say that was just too perfect. He's like, who's gonna want to not play for the former president? It's like maybe a few kids. I don't know. Uh, But you brought up that was actually gonna be my bad guy of the week. Uh, so should I just go ahead and set this thing up? Bad guy of the week for me is not Casey yeah, Wasserman. Go, go ahead. It's John Branca, who is another UCLA booster, who is basically, they pinned this whole report. So the, the first report was in Forbes, and it came out, and, and people were freaking out. We're, we're getting hit up everywhere because, you know, we are Patinoists. We are the Petuitos of the world. And it came out that influential boosters, Casey Wasserman included in that, uh, and, and basically the UCLA law, law school at large has decided that they want to bring in uh, Rick Patino. And then Wasserman goes to Bruins Nation, which you said, that Zagori reported that, and he says, uh, <laughs> claiming that Wasserman wants Patino is not accurate, but, and this is where we get in the qualifier game, it may be true that John Branca wants the UCLA Bruins to hire Patino. That is not confirmed. And I think if you're, you're, you're smart if you're Casey Wasserman because, you know, he has the agency, he has Wasserman agency. He, uh, you know, also represents Fred Hoiberg, a guy that has been discussed as mm-hmm. a potential candidate. So you don't want to get, you know, weighed in those waters. So you deflect, you find your fall guy, which is also in this case the bad guy. You go to John Branca, you say, John, John wants Rick Patino. I mean, I, I don't, you know, it's whatever to me. Is, you know, it's it's fine. No, and and if you don't know anything about John Branca, this is the man that owned or he was the executor of the will of Michael Jackson and was the one that divvied up like the Neverland. Oh, so, yes, yes. So I thought he was I thought he was the sports science guy that spikes his hair up and like, John Brinkus shows you yes yeah shows you like how fast like Clayton Kershaw could throw a potato if he wanted to I'm gonna I give it was you, that guy I'm gonna give you one sidebar on John Brinkus he came to North Carolina when I was in school to do a live sports science and I went to it to watch him work and boy do they do a lot of a lot of stuff in post production I think you know I think. <laughs> <laughs> he was saying all this stuff as if like graphics were going to fly up in his face for like, you know, Brinkus, just you on a stage, buddy. Uh, you and a microphone. It's not going to flash up. Doesn't work like that. Uh, but yeah, it, John Brinka is my bad guy of the week because I feel like he is going to figure out a way to get Rick Pitino in Westwood. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't feel like there's a world in which it won't happen at this point because we have joked about it too many times for it not to happen. And Rick Pitino is perfect for Westwood. He would build a program in UCLA. I really believe that 100%. <laughs> he's the best coach. Dickie, is, uh, he's the best coach from Timbuktu to Portland, and I'm talking Portland, Oregon. Dickie, is that you? Come on, baby. Is it you, Dickie? Give him a chance. <laughs> Bob Knight deserves to be the coach of UCLA. Uh, he's the only one. <laughs> Bob Huggins deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> he just. Keeps I really believe they need to rename Assembly Hall. Knight Court. I, I believe Indiana, it's time to have him back. Have Robert Montgomery Knight back. Completely I'm, missing the point. So I'm like watching Indiana this movie, The Dark Knight, and I'm thinking times. to myself, Bob Knight, he's a Dark Knight. He is Batman. He's it. He is the Batman of Bloomington. You're like, Dickie, that movie came out 10 years ago. 
Just like Mark Titus's blog. Dicky, uh, uh, Indiana has asked Bob Knight to come back like a thousand fucking times. Yes. And the guy says no every time. Um, I, I think it might be a night issue at this point. I don't know. Uh, just a thought. Um, all right, here's my bad guy. Yes, my bad please. guy is USA basketball as a whole. Mm. Um, so if if you watch the Kentucky Alabama game, uh, which Jay Billis was on the call for, uh, you you know, undoubtedly heard about this 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 uh, high school girls basketball player. Her name is I believe I'm pronouncing this right, Maori Davenport who is committed to Rutgers. She plays in Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know this story, Tate, yes, but, I'm gonna, yes. but a lot of our listeners no, don't, so t- I'm going to yes, explain it to them. Yes, if you, Jay Billis explained it pretty well. I'm excited to see. Yeah. Uh, yes, here we go. So she she played on the under-18 team for USA. At, uh, they played in Mexico, I, I guess, over the summer or something. Um, Mexico she gets, City, yeah. she, she mistakenly gets cut a check by USA Basketball for $857. She does what, what you would do, Tate, what I would do, certainly what Kyle would do. She takes that check. She goes straight to the bank. Oh, they're going to put that shit club. in the bank immediately. Um, gotcha. She's cool. like, I don't care where this came from. This is a check that showed up. Uh, anyway, it's found out that she was not owed that. Like the the money was illegal under amateurism laws or whatever. Um, so she takes the money out, gives it back. Uh, no harm, no foul. Except actually, she has now been suspended and is ineligible and cannot play high school basketball anymore because she took a check and possessed the check for like three days or whatever it was, and then gave it back. So um, basically, USA Basketball dropped the bag for this for this lady, for this uh, woman, this female, this 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 young girl. I, I, I'm very confused as to what the Ms. term would be. Ms. for like, Miss <laughs> Davenport. They yeah, dropped the bag for Miss Davenport. Davenport. There court would say it. Yeah. Yes, 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 Miss Davenport. Oh, what did you do with court. that check? She's like, I uh, took it to the bank, sir. What do you expect me to do? Um. So uh, uh, anyway... Billis, Billis writes a story on ESPN. Uh, ESPNW. Uh, about, yes, ESPNW. Yeah, ESPNW. He yes. says he reaches out to like the commissioner of the AHSAA. I believe the guy's name is Steve Savarese, if I remember right. Savarese. I wrote it down and I still... Yeah, yeah, Steve yeah. Savarese. I don't even really know where I wrote it down. Um, so he calls... He, Billis does some journalism. We got to nominate him for a Duffy for this. Oh, yeah, he's way. doing Excellent a great job. Journalism. Yes. Yeah, he calls the guy. Basically, like talks to him. He even put Billis puts in his article that the guy had a pl- had like a fair tone. I thought that was like a a lawyer thing to be to like note the guy's demeanor as he's talking to them on the phone. Um, anyway, the long story short, Tate, this, this this it's a it's a controversy. Billis is doing just fine, uh, uh, spearheading why this is bullshit and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say that USA Bell, uh, basketball made someone ineligible. We've already had this man as our bagman. Uh, as our bad guy of the week. Some people call him the bad guy. You call him the Bagwan. Mm. Um, and I'm just trying to connect some dots again with my pick here. How is Jerry Colangelo involved in this? Because we know he is in some way. This goes all the way to the top is what I'm saying. Yeah, for some reason, there he must have some sort of hate or vitriol towards the Rutgers women's basketball program. we got to figure out how, no, why, here's what it is. but we'll figure it out. Did they beat here's Illinois is, women's in the Sweet 16 in 2008 or something like that? Here's what, here's what it is, dude. Uh, why, why is Billis have such a hard-on for this case? And the answer is, is because this case makes USA Basketball look like the bad guy, the BAD guy. Mm. Um, Billis is trying to make USA Basketball look good. Where did Billis go to school? Duke. Huh. Who's the Who is in charge of USA Basketball, and who was the coach of the USA 
Got it. I think I figured it out. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it all checks out. Huh. Uh, yeah. Huh. Interesting. There you go. Interesting. <laughs> you know, you know what the funniest thing to me about uh, this whole? I mean, it, it was a uh, it was a great argument. It was put out to the world. I'm glad that people were picking up on the story because it des- deserved to be discussed. You know, because it's such a uh, an issue that's you know rampant. Because first of all, Team USA, how dumb are they in the financial department to like send this girl a check in the first place? I mean, that's that's pretty dumb. So there's there's some there's some figures to be pointed there, but also. Jay Bills is wearing like Under Armour shoes, like bringing you a, a sponsored segment by the new Hover Phantoms, and then talking about you know this situation. <laughs> so I, I mean, you know, I got I got to take everything with like you know, talk about tone. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to tone that down a little bit, buddy. He's I'm, like he's like speaking I'm, of I'm cases really, with listen. basketball. I love wearing my Hover Phantoms when I go out and play pickup <laughs> at the local YMCA. I am uh, I'm pro Billis. I love Billis. I think Billis is awesome. Especially there's yes. so many shitty color commentators in college basketball. Um, and you know who you are. Some of them listen to this podcast. You know who you are. You're shitty. You know who you are. Yeah, Robbie, um, take that. Just Bill- kidding. <laughs> Just kidding, Robbie. We love you. Billis, Billis is one of the good ones, um, but and I and I like Billis a lot. But what I like more than anything is making fun of stuff. And I there's nothing more fun than 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 Billis just going nuts about the NCAA, especially like taking these like no brainer like like the Nazis are wrong, like, <laughs> yeah. do, 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 taking yes. like those positions. Yes, it's like you, you find He's the like, one <laughs> evil villain where like everyone agrees, like yeah, that guy's kind of a dick. You know, I mean, <laughs> can't really yeah. be on his side. I, yeah, he's like, he's like, and he picks like the one case that like no one in their right mind is gonna. He's like, this is wrong, and he, he I don't know, he just keeps gotta say it. I don't know, I'm, 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 I'm making fun of him, I know, but um, but, it's awesome that he uses his platform and tries to help these, these, these kids. Yeah, how do I? Reach it, is, these kids? it is kind of hysterical that he's just basically like, this is wrong, and he doesn't really say anything else, <laughs> and then leaves it at that. I mean, Braxton Beverly is a perfect example of that too, where it's just it's a no brainer decision. You know what I mean? It comes down to common sense. Everybody, if they get in a room and talk about it, it can be figured out. But a lot of times, the NCAA just makes decisions based on a rule book that they made mm-hmm. up, and then they go, "Well, it's it's the rules." And then everyone goes, "Well, didn't you make up those rules like forty years ago?" They're like, "Pass." <laughs> it is it is refreshing though that it wasn't the NCAA this time. It was uh, the Alabama High School Athletic Association. So Billis is diversifying. Uh, his his targets here. So thank you, thank you, Jay. Also, come on the pod. We we want to have you on the podcast. Um, do, you, do you think when Alabama Tate, wins on. a national title, they tweet at Jay Billis roll tide, like as if they're, like <laughs> they're on the side, they're, they're on the side of their their high school association? That'd be great. <laughs> um, moving on. I I, I want to make this so. There, as I said, there's a lot that went on in in, in basketball in college basketball this weekend. Um, I want to make good guy, bad guy, cow guy the most extensive segment. I, w- I want to drag this thing out as much as possible, um, mm-hmm. and I'm, I think I'm ready. I, I, I we did the good guy, we did the bad guy. I want to do a bad guy with a D. Wow. Um, I, I also want to do a Brad guy, and then we can get to Kyle guy and Kyle's guy and Kyle's guy. Are are we so, down for this? Because I have I have so a bad guy I want to bring up to you. Yes, please give me a bad because bad guy okay. was originally a part of this segment. We had to cut it because it was it's, it's pretended hard. like it never happened. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to call someone bad, you know, and especially when they couldn't get the differentiation between bag and bad. You know what I mean? But bad guy, who do we have here? I want the I want the title of the pod this this episode of the podcast to just be good guy, bad guy, bad guy, Brad guy, Kyle <laughs> guy, whatever the fuck it is. Yes, all the guys. I just have it go on forever. And then just put like dot 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 and make it look like there's going to be even more after we get to the one. Uh, so yeah, here's the bad guy, BAD. Um, Pat Chambers, head coach at Penn State. Did you see this? Uh, Penn State playing at Michigan, shoves one of his players' state. It had it had the Penn State basketball Twitter was incensed. Um, all twelve of them could not believe what they were witnessing. <laughs> uh, there were Bob Knight vibes to this. 
Uh, did you actually see this clip? Is I saw question. I saw the clip. I was not watching the game, and then he got a suspension, right? He got like a one-game Yeah, suspension. he got suspended. Oh. He apologized. That'll teach um, him. He, he, I, I wanted to touch on it because, uh, uh, yeah, he probably, like, honestly, it really wasn't that bad. He said he was trying to fire his guy up, but it looked kind of like I, it, there's a very fine line with this kind of stuff. It's it, like if Tom Izzo does this, if, if Cassius Winston has starts a game and has three turnovers – and then Tom Izzo calls time out and just kind of like shoves him. He's like, come on, man, get your head in the game. I don't think anyone really cares. They're like, oh my God, Tom Izzo, look at the relationship he has with his guys. This is great. I think the real issue is that Penn State fans just want Pat Chambers fired. Um, and they're really excited that this might be the reason why. Uh, but at the same time, if like this was like a disciplinary thing and it wasn't like a get your head in the game, it was more of like a you dumb fuck, I'm going to kill you, like a, like a Stallings? <laughs> yes, yes. It was very um, Stallings-esque. Stallings would have appreciated the, the Then move, there's a problem. Sure. Yes. And it was a freshman, too. That's the other part where I think a lot of people were just oh, like, yeah, yeah. it's like Miles Dredd is his name. He's a freshman. He's coming into this program. I think, didn't Pat Chambers also get in trouble? I can't remember what exactly he said, but he said something at the Virginia Tech game. Like he, he said he wanted it to be more of a street fight or something like that, and people were like, is this guy trying to incite violence on the court? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so if they're being that nitpicky with like some of the words he's saying uh, in these post games that are you know basically you know blatant just PR stunts, then uh, I, I can see that being a total problem. I, I, the the push itself, like you said, it was not the I don't know. I, we both I don't know. I've seen I've seen worse things on the sideline, but I also understand about what, what do they say uh, optics. I know how optics work. I optics, guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I guess if you if you say it's quote unquote bad optics. Maybe that's a, a reason for him to, you know, get the. I feel like the headline I saw was Pat Chambers shoves final nail in his coffin. Um, I don't know. How, I don't know how many people shove nails. I don't know. Maybe hammers the final nail into his coffin. But uh, if he's shoving the nail in, it's going to take a long time to figure out. So uh, it may, maybe this will draw out a, co- a few more months while he tries to shove it in, and then that final nail will come in the off season. Well, as I said, this is 100% a case of like if if it's a coach who is if if Mark Few does this to Josh Perkins, I don't think anybody really cares. It's that Pat Chambers, Penn State is now 7 and 8. Pat Chambers has been there 8 years. Uh they had like a, uh, he had a really good year last year and still missed the NCAA tournament. Um but they did win the NIT, so that was good. Mm-hmm. I think people are just kind of over him, ready to to move on and they got excited that he pushed a guy and it's like, "Oh, there it's basically like, "Officer, did you see that? He did it. Did you see officer? <laughs> he he did it. He did it right there. This is the man. This is the man that pushed me, officer. Please arrest this man." Um So you're saying <laughs> a lot, a lot, of, a lot of snitching going on at Penn State from all the fans. They're just like yeah. pointing out everything wrong um, with Pat Chambers. It's a good bad guy. Don't push players. Uh, let's go to I, I got one more for you, Brad guy. Uh, um, buzz cut, Brad. We yes, have to revisit your, this. Your boy, uh, a character on this show. Mm-hmm. His buzz cut is no more, Tate. Uh, he currently is sporting like a crew cut situation, which it's kind of like it's kind of a, a, a I don't I don't know if it's completely a crew cut. It's basically like the top of his hair is like a millimeter longer than the sides, so it's technically no longer a buzz cut. But it's a, he, he's starting to venture into crew cut territory. Um, Wisconsin's basketball, the Wisconsin basketball Instagram posted a picture of him. They put the caption, the buzz cut was so 2018. And then they put hashtag crew cut Brad. And I see this and I think, oh, so they know, they know about buzz cut Brad. They know the nickname that I gave Brad Davison. They know about buzz cut Brad. So I comment, I put like in all caps, no, I do the Michael Scott. No. When he sees Toby, uh, everybody loves office memes. Um, Oh, of course I, I do know with, with crying emojis. Right. Uh, are, are you with me in the story so far? I'm, Micah I'm Potter. 
Yes. Oh, yes. Micah Potter, who transferred from Ohio State, is now at Wisconsin, replies to my response and says, I was the one who put him up to it. And I was like, oh, cool, Micah. Thank you for that. Terrible idea, Um, Micah. Now it doesn't rhyme. Yeah. Now it doesn't make sense. Now there's no alliteration. All right, Micah? Now it... Now, instead of talking about your team for the rest of the year, like I have no reason to watch Wisconsin basketball, Micah, so you're an idiot, but good job. Nice. Um, and then uh, Buzzcut Brad responds to Micah Potter, and this, this, is, this is the point of the story, Tate. He says, LOL, Buzzcut Brad will return at some point. Buzzcut Woo! Brad called himself Buzzcut Brad. We did it. He, he's talking in the third person. We've got him there. He's, he's, he's officially a celebrity. <laughs> Using the nickname that we gave him. Um, yeah. He did it, but but uh, Brad, come on the crew cut. Brad, it doesn't even sound right. Buzz cut. Brad, come on the pod. Let's 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 have you on. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about your hair. I, we really should call him and and talk to him about everything. Yeah, um, but yeah, I just want to bring that up. Yeah, uh, chess pass, all that sort of stuff. All the stuff that he really is into. I my my only concern about that is the big thing that people do before the NCAA tournament because they know they're going to be on national TV is they all get haircuts together, and that usually means that you mm-hmm. lose. So if Buzz cut's going to get everyone to get a buzz cut before their tournament game. Uh, I don't. I don't like the sound of that. But do it before the Big Ten tournament. You know what I mean. Uh, do it so you got the, some more how about time. This? Eric, I'll, I'll do. The, I'll do this promise. If, if Wisconsin gets a top four seed in the NCAA tournament, I will buzz my head for the tournament. I will be buzz cut, Titus. If, if but, but only if Brad Thad. brings it back. Buzz cut Thad. Just go by a different moniker. There you yeah. go. It'd be like your super I need, moment. I need two things. I need one, Buzzcut Brad has to bring it back. And two, Wisconsin has to get a top four seed and I will buzz my I will buzz my head. That's that's my promise to the 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 Buzzcut faithful out there. All the all the buzz the Wisconsin Buzzcut fans. Um that's my promise. So all the, all the buzzers out there. There you go. What if he hits a buzzer that's the beater? Brad guy update. Oh that'd be amazing. <laughs> oh god. Um you want to move on to Kyle Guy? Yeah, Kyle, uh, Kyle Guy himself and the Virginia team themselves. I think that they probably made the biggest statement over the weekend. I don't know. You can correct me if mm-hmm. I'm wrong, but I, I watched that full game, that Florida State-Virginia game. Um, and as I was going through, first of all, I don't think we've even mentioned Braxton Key this entire season as far as what they have off the bench with Virginia. So Braxton Key has 20 points in that game. Kyle Guy goes unconscious in that game. He's pretty much making everything. Ty Jerome just setting him up, throwing him passes. He's hitting threes. DeAndre Hunter didn't really even have to play in that game. It, they just, it was like an anaconda. They just choked him out early in this game, and Florida State had no life throughout and basically lost from the jump. Uh, and Virginia scored 42 points in the first half, which was insane, honestly. Uh, and uh, if you look at this Virginia team, I, I saw Jeff Goodman tweeted out. He's like, I don't know how people don't think Virginia is the best team in the country. And I've watched Florida State play a few times this year. That was the worst I've seen them play, and that was just because of what Virginia was able to do on defense. So for me, right now, uh, Virginia is probably the top team in the country. So that's the Cal guy update. Best team in the country right now. Um, and they look like they're ready and primed for an ACC. He, he just came out of nowhere in that game. He was like, okay, ACC play is back. Now I'm making every shot I take. So uh, that was my Cal guy update. Did you have any Cal guy thoughts as well? He is, Cal guy is averaging 21 points a game over his last four, which if you factor in the Virginia coefficient, that's like 36, 37, something like that. Um, it's basically like a normal person averaging 37. Mm-hmm. Uh He's shooting Tate in his last four games. He's shooting sixty-one percent from the three-point line. The man, it, the man is playing out of his mind. Um, he just it, got it, named it, ACC it works Player of the Week. So that that was another yeah. uh, hat tip to it, Kyle Guy. But you brought up a good point that people are 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 
I don't I don't want to say oh, underrating Virginia. I don't want to say that, that they're flying under the radar, any of that shit. I think most people are, are kind of understand what Virginia is at this point. Um, I think the hardest part is like if you watch Virginia play, it's hard to discern what's different from year to year, you know? So if you do fall into that trap of like, they lost to UMBC. What's different about this team? And you, you you don't really spot what's really that different. And what's different is DeAndre Hunter is healthy. Um, but and and their off their offense is insane, dude. Like you said, they scored what forty two at halftime, forty three. Yeah, forty two. Which is dude, crazy. It's it's the that's for for the slowest team in college basketball. Forty two points. My God, against like Florida State's not horrible defensively. No, um, that, that was the team that if you pointed to and you're like. This team is going to cause problems for Virginia. Obviously, Duke Carolina are teams to point out. NC State's a team to point out. But just as far as length and athleticism, a team that doesn't really match up across the board, it's Florida State. I mean, that's yeah. a problem for a lot of people. So going to that game, I mean, I was, I was with someone who's been in that game. He's like, oh, I, I took Florida State. This is all day. Can't wait for this game. And, it, you know, we're five minutes into the game, and I'm like, Virginia's going to win by 20. You know, and the score was like 9-2 mm-hmm. to two or something, whatever it was. You know, it was just like, well, they're already up, and and they're rolling, and Kyle Guy's hitting everything. So, uh, Well, it, it comes back to... It all comes back, though, as we know it does, to the UMBC loss. Um, and with that, I don't know if you saw this, Tate, the the SB Nation article about Kyle Guy. <laughs> no. Uh, I want to give the writer credit. Let me pull up her name. Um, Anna Catherine Clemens wrote this story on Thursday on SB Nation. Um, she basically, she it was a big profile of Kyle Guy. Oh, and yeah. All of his anxi- in- anxiety. Anxiety, a the, chance the, to breathe. The anxiety he deals with? Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, um, I read this. Wow. It's amazing how and it was, much uh, I forget. It was kind of the point that you that you've made since UMBC lost uh, was kind of reiterated by this, which is that once you hit rock bottom, what do you have to lose at this point? And that is kind of like what makes Virginia interesting. And I know you and I we love Virginia last year, and people will roast us for saying that we thought they were good, and then they lost to the 16 seed, whatever. I still contend. DeAndre Hunter's healthy, different game, but they still shouldn't have lost. We don't need to rehash all that. Our thoughts on all that. Uh, but like I, I'm gonna be optimistic on them again because it's like for the I'm falling into the trap I guess if you want to call it that for the exact same reason because of what you said that um, I don't know I feel like it's almost it, it, the, the mental hurdle of we lost to the 16 seed now the tournament comes around this year like wh- what do we have to be scared of what is what's gonna happen we're gonna lose again who cares it's not even if we do lose again it's not gonna be any worse than it was last year so who cares let's just go play and I, I have a feeling that there's something to that and then Kyle guy kind of confirmed it I know talk is cheap. Uh, it, he kind of said that's exactly what he should say in that situation, but I don't know. I, I believe it a little bit. So, yeah, it is very interesting too that uh, I, I read that piece. He, he said he has a Hakuna Matata attitude. I don't know if people have seen yeah, the Lion I King. Yeah, he's like I have no worries about anything. And I was like, well, I don't know. That's a contradiction to like having anxiety, obviously, like because that does deal with worrisome things. So, uh, I, I, you know, I, a lot of these reports and these stories. I mean, you know, they, people know what to say nowadays, so you have to take it a little bit with a grain of salt, but. The whole point is that, to use a sports phrase uh, that I recorded three weeks ago, they're playing with house money. You know what I mean? Like, they they, yes. they, they have completely figured out what they are, who they are, uh, and they know that there's nothing worse than losing to a 16 seed because they already did that. And I don't know. I, I think that it, that's more empowering than discouraging if you're this team, as stupid as that may sound. The great thing about rock bottom, as Kyle will tell you when he wakes up on Sunday morning hungover from a night at the darkroom, is that it is one hell of a foundation to build on, Tate. Mm, mm. It can only go up from there. That's the great thing. The sun will come out. The great thing about rock bottom. Possibly tomorrow. (laughs) Speaking of Kyle, Kyle, it's your turn. Yes. Who's your guy this week? 
All right. Um, so it was wild card weekend. I was uh, watching football with Bill in the pool house. Tate, you know the setup. Yeah, of course. And I was walking in to get myself a pepperoni cheese stick from the fridge. And I saw that <laughs> IU in Michigan was playing. And on my way out okay. the door, I see that Romeo Langford tweaked his ankle and made a beautiful pass out of that ankle tweak. And uh, that's my guy, Romeo Langford. Yeah, really Romeo. Like oh, nice. Yeah, I saw 15 seconds of the whole thing, but I really liked the way he passed out of that injury, and I hope he's okay. <laughs> he'll be all right. See, I didn't see any big news story about it, but um, really no, like the chops on that kid. Yeah. There you go. Romeo nice. Langford getting some nice pub on this podcast. Finally, we're talking about some other freshmen in the world uh, of college basketball. That was a good game for Indiana when they battled back, but obviously from the start, Charles Charles Matthews, I mean, and and I mean, they just blew him out from the jump. But yeah. I, was, I was impressed with Indiana being able to not just kind of sit on their hands. You know what I mean? They they tried yeah, to they fight back in that game. They didn't give up like they did at Duke, kind of. Yeah. They were, exactly. I don't know if they gave up at Duke or they were just overwhelmed or what the hell happened at Duke. But they were just they wanted to get the hell out of there at Duke. And they didn't want to, they didn't do that at Michigan. Uh Kyle, you know you've been to Romeo Langford's hometown, New Albany, Indiana. That's where we stayed for the uh, our Louisville show, our live show. Oh, for real? Was. Where the helicopter was. Yeah. Oh, that was the hel- in that yeah. uh, crazy <laughs> hotel. Okay, yeah. cool. That's how yeah, they got recruited. <laughs> they, they flew in <laughs> they that helicopter. Right They're there. like, we're going to save you, kid. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You've been to you've been to Romeo's hometown and, um, and to Assembly Hall, so it, it all it all works out. Both his homes. There you go. Uh, Tate, let's pivot over to Cal's guy because Cal's guy. <laughs> I, I want to pick Cal's guy this week. Yes, uh, please. It has to do with the—we the, can just continue talking about the Indiana-Michigan game. Um, Coach Cal, uh, Kentucky sucks now. Kentucky, uh, their, their on-again, off-again relationship with success is currently off. Um, I saw Cal did refer to them as these kids. I was mm. watching like his radio show that he was doing tonight, and he said something about these kids are working on developing, and it's, it's, it's never not funny to me to hear him say that shit. Uh, but anyway, Kentucky sucks. But there is good news because Charles Matthews is still one of Cal's guys. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and Charles Matthews does not suck. Michigan <laughs> is very good. Michigan, as you said, jumped out to a big lead against IU. IU and, and IU's defense, they did kind of play Michigan even after that initial surge of what Juwan, uh, uh, yeah, Juwan Morgan and Romeo Langford both had two fouls like before the first media timeout, and that kind of sucked. And then Michigan built a big lead, and then IU. You know, played pretty well after that. But uh, yeah, it's, your thoughts on the Michigan game it's beyond in, all it's that? It's interesting to hear an IU guy talk about foul trouble with two fouls, and that's why you lose a game when you think about Dan Dockage and what happened with Michael Jordan. But I'll get past, <laughs> I'll get past all that. Uh, Michigan themselves, uh, Braz Dacus, you know, continues to. I don't even know what how to describe him, but he's just a force. I mean, I think he only had like ten points in the game, but it felt like he had twenty just with with what he was able to do and Swaggy Pool. That's really the guy I got to point what out. What can we say about him? My God. I mean, just perfect. Exactly what we want him to be at this point in the season. He's on the rise. He's been under the radar because everyone talks about, you know, Charles Matthews and Braz Dikas. But uh, Jordan pulled at 18 in this game, hit some big shots. And uh, I was I was thoroughly impressed. And just the fact that Michigan's 15-0 is pretty wild to me, honestly, uh, as I just look at you so, know, the records of every team. It's like, man, they have beaten some good teams, and they continue to play well uh, in big moments. We have a couple debates with Michigan that need to be had. First of all, mm-hmm. I want to touch on this one first. We have a good old-fashioned who's the best player on this team debate brewing. Um, I am I am a million, billion, trillion percent in the Charles Matthews camp because I'm not an idiot because I <laughs> played basketball. Mm-hmm. I played Big Ten basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to a Final Four. Mm-hmm. I have a brain. I watch these games. Charles Matthews is obviously their best player. Um, 
But then other people are now saying like Xavier Sim- like the, the, Xavier no. Simpson was getting a ton of love from Clark mm-hmm. Kellogg, who love Clark, great guy, very good guy. <laughs> I know I know Clark personally, Tate Frazier. Um, so Clark Clark is they were talking about the Xavier Simpson running hook shot that he shoots off the glass, which is like undeniably a fun thing to watch. Like when he hits that shit, it's like, okay, this is fun. I like this kid. Nothing against Xavier Simpson, but Xavier Simpson is currently averaging seven points a game. Uh, he doesn't, he, he shoots like 26% from the three point line and like 50% from the free throw line. He does not, he leads the team in um, assists so, and turnovers. Yep, and that's sounds pretty much like it. big he 10 basketball. Lead steal. Yep. Continue. What else yeah. does he do? Yes. One rebound. A yeah. Game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But but then he but the the thing is is that he's I'm pretty sure he's a senior right like he's yes. he's a senior he senior point guard yeah in our mind he is he, regardless if he actually he's got to be a senior yeah he's the senior point guard uh, Michigan is good defensively he's good defensively so he's like the spearhead of the defense he gets labeled as the best defender even though Charles Matthews is actually the best defender on Michigan's team as well um, I don't know and then you got you got Brisdakis is the leading scorer you got Jordan Poole who's averaging like 14 a game and is like the swaggy guy that gets the crowd going and and kind of brings the juice every night. So who's the best player, Tate? That's the question. Uh, That's the debate. It's unequivocally Charles Matthews, and if you've watched any of their games, I mean, you can pretty much tell that. But I would love to hear the Teske argument uh, that he's just, you know, the big brute force inside for this team that really sets a tone for everybody. Uh, Brad Zikas, I I could hear the the argument for him as well. But, I mean, Charles Matthews has been there before, and obviously going into the season, we said he'd probably be National Player of the Year candidate, and he's lived up to that, to say the least. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah. we are not stupid. We have brains. Mark Titus played in the stupid. final four. There you go. Charles <laughs> Matthews is the best player on Michigan. Cheez Its. We've decided no, it. Yeah, brought to you by Cheez Its and also my favorite shoes, the Hover Fan. I guarantee you, Tate, that is what we just said right there is going to get the biggest reaction out of people listening to this pod. I guarantee it. I get, there's so many Michigan fans that are going to be like, you guys don't understand what Xavier does to this program, though. And just. And Beeline, and they'll, they'll like pull up quotes. They'll be like, Beeline himself said it right here, you dumbass. That Xavier is <laughs> the MVP. And I don't know. It's it's Villanova all over again, which is good news for Michigan. That means your team is really, really good because this feels like a Jalen Brunson, Mikael Bridges situation all over again, um, which I guess brings me to this point. Uh, the, the other debate that needs to be had about Michigan Tate is where does this team rank for you in terms of last year's team and the uh, 2013 team, both the, <laughs> both of which lost to na- national championship games? I wanted to do the, Who's uh, the best team, the, the Michael Jordan. You know, we'll never know. That's like the the trump card in all these arguments. We'll we will never know because we'll never be able to play. Even though I'd like to play him, you know, I'll never get to play against. Say different era. Yeah, different era. Yeah, just different times. You know, you can't really match one to one here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel like the 2013 is a better team than this team. Uh, but I would love to be proven wrong. I, I don't know how good uh, Brasdikas is when it comes down to like tournament time because he's going to have to be, you know, it, it, Charles Matthews is going to be the number one target as far as the team scouting them, and then it's going to be on him to create, you know, and make plays for them. So I don't know. He's still a freshman, so I'm a little hesitant about that. It's basically you replace Wagner with him. Well, no, and I don't, I don't know about no, that. No, no, no. He's a freshman right now, but by the by tournament oh, time, that's right. he'll be a he's basically a sophomore. Yeah. yeah, he's played enough to be a sophomore. I, I forgot. I, yeah. I forgot how that works. <laughs> how that works. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. To, good to we'll hear. So, so so yes, they are better than the 2013 team. I forgot about that. <laughs> there you oh, have man. it. Oh man, we did it. <laughs> we made it all the way through. Good guy, bad guy, bad guy, Brad guy, Kyle guy, Kyle's guy, Cal's guy. My God, what a what a what a podcast this was. Uh, there's there's more stuff to talk about though. Um, 
what 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 else we got to hit on? For I you? I quickly want to hit. Uh, we talked about these two teams playing each other. It was the showdown of the old Big East. We got St. John's against Georgetown. We got an overtime game, and St. John's. I don't know. They just continue to figure out how to win games. They're fourteen and one on the year. They're obviously ranked. Uh, Georgetown. I mean, I. I kind of liked what I saw out of Georgetown. I thought that, uh, you know, Patrick Ewing coached a pretty good games, but Shamari Ponce had 37 points. So when you have a guy like that, mm. they can just drop 37 and just completely go off. I mean, it's great for the tournament time. It's, it's the Kimba thing. So they have a guy like that where you don't want to play St. John's because what happens if Shamari Ponce goes unconscious and has 40 points? And you may play a better game. You may have more rebounds. You may have dominated the turnover battle, but Shamari Ponce won a game by himself. So they're a scary team. I uh, I can see sort of the pitfalls with them kind of losing focus in a game, especially defensively. But I don't know. St. John's, Chris mm-hmm. Mullen really stood out to me. So that, that's back-to-back podcasts that I've given the Red Storm uh, a nice little hat tip. So that's all I have there. Good for you. That's Thank good. you. Thank we you. should talk about Kansas, by the mm. way. Oh, yeah, they lost. We, we, I don't think, we haven't touched on Kansas. Losing at Iowa State. Um, we're Bill Self. They lose at Iowa State. Bill Self, his quote in, uh, is after that game is, the sky is not falling, even though we sucked. <laughs> <laughs> is that what he said? That was his direct quote. Awesome. Um, and, and then the very next day, uh, Udoka Azabuke news breaks that mm. he is out for the year with um, what, what happened? He torn ligament in his hand. Yeah, which there's a wrist. It's, it's a, a wrist. It's a wrist. But I, I I have some Billy Preston vibes going on with that situation. Ooh, because they've been holding him out weirdly. And I mean, I, I'm not going to say this is someone's not hurt, but I, I just find it strange where, you know, he came back for what game was it? The, the Oklahoma game. He comes back in that game and, mm-hmm. you know, it seemed everything to be all right. It seemed more of a lower body situation than a wrist situation just because he wasn't given as getting as much lift on uh, like when he tried to dunk. The it ball was he, he, he fucked up his ankle in that one game. We, we saw it on camera where he turned his ankle and fucked that thing up. The, the wrist thing they said that he did it in practice. I'm listen. I'm with you, man. Any conspiracy you want to throw with me, I'll listen to it. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. Yeah, well, they said he he fucked up his wrist in practice. Yeah, I mean, show me the tape. <laughs> show <laughs> me the give me the, give me the, 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 give me the practice tape. You know, I'm gonna have to go to an X-ray. Yeah, make it happen. The X-ray showed nothing, and then apparently uh, he said he he was still hurt. He didn't play in the game at Iowa State, and then now he's out. Um, or maybe the bag t- was too think, heavy. He hurt his wrist when he picked it up. It's like, oh shit. Ooh, maybe, no, just kidding, just kidding, Kansas fans. Don't get upset. Maybe he shook your dad's hand. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> there possible. It yeah, there it's in it Lawrence, is. Kansas. It's like good to see you. Dope. Oh my god, dude! Why does your dad do that with Duke's guys? Your family still lives down there. Why don't they? Why doesn't your dad go to a meet and greet with the Duke team and just like shake Zion and RJ's hand? Well, I think they just ch- fucking they, break them. They check your bank account as soon as you get on campus, and sometimes you don't pass. <laughs> <laughs> are you wealthy or are you rich? Uh, not sure. Well, not today, kid. Not today. Oh God. Um, I love. By the way, with the with the Azubuke thing broke and and like Kansas put out the press release or whatever. This is one of my favorite things in, in sports media. I assume it happens in like other facets of, of other sports or whatever, but uh, I only mostly follow college basketball people. Like college basketball is the only sport that I follow, like 30 writers or whatever. Um, so the Azabuke thing breaks, and like every single person just tweets, like, Kansas has announced Azabuke is out. And then, like, like my whole timeline was just like 40 people in a row. They're just like, Kansas has announced Misspelling that Azabuke. Azabuke will miss the rest yeah. of the season. Kalina Azabuke yeah. is now out. You're like, nope, not that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. It's just it, like nobody's actually breaking news. They're just like regurgitating a a report, you know, 
for the likes, release basically. For, yeah, for the likes, for the retweets. That's funny. I'm trying to understand this journalism game. It, it's By the way, do you game. want to talk? Uh, I want to. I want to touch on the uh, the the Bill Self special, which is losing at Iowa State, which isn't quite the. I'm sorry, I, I misspoke. The Bill Self special, as we know, is losing the at Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Yes, wrong yeah, state. His alma mater. Yes, he is. He is four and seven all time at Oklahoma State. Um, but I, I had this thing in my head where every single year Kansas loses at Iowa State. West Virginia or Oklahoma State or sometimes all three or two of the three. I don't know, but they every single year Kansas will lose one of those three games. And they lost at Iowa State and I was like I'm not even shocked. First of all, Iowa State's good as shit. Mm-hmm. Uh Shayok. Yeah. How about him, huh? Remember last year when one we the, thought Shayok was going to play on that Iowa State team and then we realized he had to sit out before this I mean mm-hmm. I think it was just me that was doing this. I was like Shayok's going to be pretty good for them. That was a nice little uh you know mm-hmm. senior transfer, but I forgot that you know he was not that and he could not No, you were right. He was good for him. It was just a year later. A year later. Yeah, yeah, I was ahead of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. You got to get ahead You're of it. You're so stories. far ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah, people don't even um, get it. Shea, by the way, Shayok is one of the the exa- like even though Shayok's killing for Iowa State and Iowa State fans are obviously very pleased that he transferred there. I feel like Virginia fans still are just like, no, we're good. We're we 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 like we like Shayok when he was here. He's 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 a nice kid, but we wish him well. We don't miss him at all. Um, not only because Virginia's playing well, but just like I, I never really felt like he fit with what Virginia was trying to do. Yeah, I mean, he he was taking he shots mover- away from Guy and yeah. Jerome, and and they kind of figured out those were their two guys. So, yeah, they. I mean... He, he was, wasn't a mover yeah. or a blocker. And so, for that reason, he's out. He was a shaker. Um, but anyway, I uh, I, I went through, because I, I had this perception that Kansas loses at Iowa State, Oklahoma State, or West Virginia every year. And uh, I'm kind of right. So, since West Virginia joined the Big 12 Tate, there's only been one season... So West Virginia joined the Big 12 for the first year in 2013, the 2012-13 season, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the only season that Kansas won all three road games. But, 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 uh, the game at Iowa State that year went into overtime. That was the Elijah Johnson game. You remember that when he had 39? Yeah. It was just like, like, Iowa State had him beat, and he was just pulling everything out of his ass and hitting everything. Uh, and then the other, and then they also won in double overtime at Oklahoma State. But that's the only year. And then in 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, and now 19, Kansas has lost one of those three games. So there you have it. And guess what? They'll still win the Big 12, and we'll all forget about all this, yeah. and then we'll run it back the, next year. It's uh Well, here's the funny part. Can't, you know who the two worst teams in the Big 12 are right now? Are Oklahoma State and West Virginia. So, mm. yeah, that'll be fun. We'll see what happens. I think they can handle it. The Bill Self special. Yeah. The Bill, and, and how ironic is it also that last podcast I said that uh, Azubuke was the best player on Kansas, and now he's out. So now they have the excuse. Mm. It's like the, you lost your best player. There you go. Yeah, both both games that Kansas has lost, they did not have Azubuke. So you might be onto something with yeah. that one. There you go. Yeah. Also, I would, But I didn't... Yeah. No, go ahead. No, I, I think the problem with Kansas is they need shooting. So, like, my stance wasn't like, don't put Azubuke on the floor. My stance was like, if this was the NBA, you should trade Azubuke for a really good shit. You should trade Azubuke to like... For Cal Corver. I don't know, Duke. You should trade tr- trade Azubuke to Duke for Cam Reddish and a... Or, or you trade Azubuke and a recruit to be named later for Cam Reddish. Who says no in that trade? <laughs> I think Coach K is totally fine with that. I I, uh, I feel bad for yeah. Cam Reddish. I feel like his, his stock is getting killed, uh-huh. right? With these... Uh, with this situation. I thought Coach K built kids up. I'm so confused by this. Mm. Uh, speaking of teams that get built up, Gonzaga blew out Herb Sindek in Santa Clara, 91-48. to 
I just saw that go down at the bottom of you know the scroll on ESPN or whatever, and uh, I thought it was the NCAA women's basketball just because I, I was just confused by how much they beat them by. And then I watched the highlights. Gonzaga is really good, and I'm not saying that Santa Clara is really good or anything, but I, I felt bad for Herb Sindek and R- Hachimura in that game looked amazing. Clark looked amazing. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we're not talking about Gonzaga. Or we won't talk about them because you know all these games are kind of whatever. Uh, but I uh, I was impressed from what I saw. And again, poor Herb. Yeah, they, they ran out, out of steam. Herb. They, yeah, they ran out of steam with their uh, non-conference schedule. And I, this is all by design. Mark Few's a genius. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's doing. They mm-hmm. they lost. I'm not saying they threw the Carolina game, Tate. I'm just saying uh, I don't think Mark Few minds one bit that they lost that Carolina game. Tennessee game, they were trying to win. That one stung. That one hurt. That was a true upset. I mean, not really an upset. Like, Tennessee's good, but you know what I mean. Like, Gonzaga was number one at the time. And they were trying to win that one, and they lost. And then uh, I think at that point, Mark Few was like, "Let's just let's take our licks in Chapel Hill, and then we'll get Killian Tilly back, and we'll just run through the West Coast Conference and destroy everybody and get a two seed. We don't want a one seed. You don't want a one seed if you're Gonzaga. You want mm-hmm. the two. And uh, yeah, although Nevada kind of fucked that up. Now, now Nevada was supposed to get the one seed in the West, and then Gonzaga could have got the two. I don't know, dude. It's a it's an interesting. But I feel like they know what they're doing. I feel like they also we under we have overestimated how many people watch that Tennessee Gonzaga game because I I brought it up the other day to someone. They're like, "When was that?" And I was like, <laughs> I, "I was like, it was in December. It was not that long ago. I was actually at that game." They're like, "You went to that game?" I was like, "Yeah, we were at that game. <laughs> it's true. It's not a lie. It happened. It was a Jerry Colangelo classic." I had to classic. tell people. I had to tell people in my life that. Um, the game was even happening. Like I'm texting family members and friends, and yeah. I'm like, "You watching this?" No one like, believes what are you talking it. about. Yeah, <laughs> not good for the Colangelo like, brand. I'm like, turn, turn to whatever channel this is. The Gonzaga Tennessee games on. It's a great game right now, and they're like, "Huh? Well, they're playing? Are they good? Are either one of those teams good?" I'm like, "Yes, motherfucker, turn the game on." <laughs> it was just a Grand Canyon enrollment commercial that was just playing the whole time over top of the game. The Bogwan mm. is uh, taking his licks. There you um, go. What else? Oh, we got to talk about Book Richardson, dude. The plea deal that just broke. Uh, Eight, Jeff scoops him in. Yeah, that's the Arizona, Arizona, uh, UCLA. I'm going to that game in Westwood, January twenty something at the end of this month. So I'll see Sean Miller in person. But yeah, Book Richardson was it 18 to 24 months is what he took. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad deal. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't like. I, I was trying to read. I think Wetzel wrote an article about it. Um, and I was trying to the, read the his guy? thoughts on like what this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you know? He must have paid for it. I don't know Wetzel's pretzel. I was trying to read his thoughts about what this means for the for all of college basketball and spoiler alert, it's the same conclusion of like, eh, we don't really know. This could go either way. This could be maybe maybe this means he's gonna when he plea like the plea deal, he's gonna spill the beans for a lot of on a lot of shit, or maybe he's not. It's hard to say. <laughs> I'm not sure what's gonna happen. Cool. I, I will say this. Uh all the fall guys are falling, and all the bad guys are continuing to climb. So I think I think everything is going to stay pretty much the same. Uh, maybe you see an Oregon spike or something like that where uh, they blow up all of a sudden. But uh, from there, I, I think everything is going to be fine. Because, again, like you said, the Pac-12 drama itself is uh, is good for them because that's the only pub they can get is just people caring about, is mm-hmm. Sean Miller going to get fired? Who's the next coach at UCLA? Should it be Rick Pitino? I think yes. They should yeah, this is smart for the Pac-12. Maybe maybe this is the PR firm at work that the Pac-12 hired as they told Book Richardson to take the plea deal and then rat everybody out. And they're like, we got to dominate the headlines. We can't do it on the court. We'll do it off. Mm-hmm. There we go. Boom. Sign me up. 
Um, I'll watch the Pac-12 network if it's just like them inside a room with the FBI, you know, showing, you know, people explain the, all their spreadsheets of how they paid people out on expense reports. It's like the C-SPAN. <laughs> release the sheets. Yeah, release the sheets. Release the tapes. Um, release it all. It's a damn shame that uh, people hate when we talk about Ohio State and North Carolina. So uh, I, I, I don't think we need to spend time on the Michigan State-Ohio State game because um, I don't, I don't want to upset the listeners, so. Uh, otherwise, otherwise, I would kind of offer my thoughts on that game, but um, you know, I'm I'll, just trying to cater to our audience. I hope they don't, don't want to hear us be homers. Yeah, I'll help set you up for that one. Rule of 69 was officially uh, in jeopardy in that game. Michigan State got there first. Ohio State broke off first, which we saw the reverse of that before with the Tennessee game, where they were tied at 69 with Kansas, and then Kansas got off first, which means that they technically won. Was next basket, but this game went to overtime, so I think you throw that rule out because of overtime. But at the end of the day, Michigan State gets the win. I felt bad for you watching that game. No, it didn't go to overtime. Didn't it go to overtime? No, it just felt like it. Well, here's why it felt like overtime. Because the wheels fell off for Ohio State at the end. This was a game that I would describe it like this. Tate, you ever, you know, like the excuse, we didn't lose, we just ran out of time. Like where did, like Nevada used, could use that. They're going to use that one at some point where they're making their comeback and they just, yeah, they cut it to seven with a minute left and then they they lose by two. And it's like, ah, man, if we just played two more minutes, we would have, we would have had them. Uh, this was the exact opposite for me. This was like we had too much time. <laughs> mm. Ohio State, that that game, they were built for like 35 minutes. And they, my God, they were good for 35 minutes. And then it was just like, ah, shit, we got five more minutes of this? I don't know. And C.J. Jackson was cramping up and Caleb Weston's in foul trouble. And I was just like, this is not going well at all. And it didn't. And I deserve it. I honestly, I deserve it. Uh, I, we, we, You and I have both been hard on Nick Ward. It only makes sense that Nick Ward would torch my team in his hometown um of course of course i, I deserve it and also cash i i've 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 said like a lot of regrettable things about this michigan state team because i still like the problem with them is i followed all of these guys on michigan state's team too closely for their entire careers so i know cash like in my mind i still think of cassius winston as like freshman cassius winston and I know Matt McQuaid, and I know Nick Ward, and I know Josh Langford can't shoot, but now all of a sudden he can shoot a little bit. He didn't play against Ohio State, by the way. Yeah. Um. So I see, like, I see the roster. I see like their group of guys, and no, no one on the roster excites me because I feel like I know them too well. And I, and then they go every time I watch them, I'm like, God damn, maybe they're good now. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe they've actually gotten better over the course of their careers. And. I mean, I'm eating crow in Michigan State. So, so are point. you saying that you didn't make it to a Final Four and you don't have a brain now? I'm confused. What do you mean? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, okay. No, all right, all right. No, all right. So Kyle. Throw it Kyle, out. Throw it out. Throw out. it out. All right. I got it. I got it. Now no. I'm getting it. Okay. So, but I do, I, I do think seriously that Michigan State is the best team in the Big Ten. We can, we can both agree on that right now as it stands. Like they, I, I think that they are better. I don't know if I agree with that. I like Michigan. Okay. I think Michigan State is better than Michigan. No, but, I, but, 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 okay. Again. I uh, I do not have a brain, nor did I go to a Final Four. Well, Michigan State is just, I don't know how to explain, like, this happens to you, does it not? Like, there are guys that, um, I don't know, you just, like, you can't get, you can't, basically, Michigan State is a bunch of role guys that have been playing alongside Miles Bridges and Jaron Jackson, and, like, these were the, and now those guys have to step up and be the leaders, and I'm like, these, like, Cassius Winston can't lead, he's not the best, he can't be the best player on a team, that's not what you want. Mm-mm. And then, as it turns out, maybe... That's not the worst thing in the world. Well, so, I don't know. And, they have depth. And, they, and the way Kansas kicked their ass to start the season, too. I mean, I know it ended up being a close game. They kind of fought back. But, like, I don't know. We were in person for that one. It was just, I was at that game. Um, 
And just like out of Kansas, they look so outmatched against Kansas. And then it's like both teams have done a complete 180 since that game. Yeah. To start the season. They peaked too early, yeah. as they like to say in the business. I think Duke played their best yeah. game against Kentucky. I think that Kansas will play their best game against Michigan State. And they opened, and that was the Champions Classic. So maybe they thought that was a title game. That's what it was. A little bit of confusion there with all the mm. champ. Too many champions. Uh, is that? I mean, I there think I think we covered it all. I mean, I'm I'm looking around. I, I don't see anything else. I got to say one thing. What do you guys say, Kyle? Say it, Kyle. Lamine Deanne dropped 35. Our boy from um, Cal State Northridge on Yale. They lost in overtime, but I just want to say, good for him. Kyle, yes. Kyle's guy holding up. Good job. That guy's going to be a lottery pick, right? What? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not quite, but I'm excited for him. <laughs> Cal State Northridge. Still, What's, Mark Godfrey's still in the, I mean, I haven't heard the name get leaked out except from us, but I'm just going to start tweeting Kyle, pictures of Godfrey from UCLA. What's this guy's name again? All right. Don't do it to me. Deanne, right? No, it's Lamine Deanne, right? Oh, that's Deanne. Yeah, yeah. We looked, it, we looked it up. I think we it's Lamine it Deanne. That's right. Okay, what's a, Kyle, Kyle, what, what team does Rick Pitino coach for? Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> I, I, I tend to Kapopolis. Right, that's pretty good. I, I, that checks yeah, out. That's close. Yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> like if you said that to a, you know, a Rick Pitino fan, they'd be like, "Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> that's close enough." Um, some games to watch, and then we'll get out of here, Tate. Uh, St. John's at Villanova on Tuesday, seven Eastern, Fox Sports One. Mm. Interesting game. Yes, very to interesting. Say the least. Yes. Um, Ponds versus Quinterly. St. John's. Uh yeah, St. John's still fighting the process. St. John's still fighting for my attention. I pop in every so often. I watch a little bit of that Georgetown game. There are a lot of there's a lot of action going on. I couldn't watch the whole Georgetown game. I was watching a little bit of it though. So uh this would be a, a huge step in the right direction. They if they go to Villanova, won two of the last three national titles. I know it's not the same Villanova team, but St. John's goes in there, they win. You officially have my attention, St. John's. That's my <laughs> problem. I'm gonna watch this game. And uh if you win, you officially have my attention moving forward. Uh, also, the rivalry that's not a rivalry, Tate. Carolina mm-hmm. at NC State. Your thoughts very quickly on what to expect in this game. Uh, NC State favored by two at home, so that's interesting just uh, to point out that Vegas knows that NC State's probably going to win this game. And then you got Markel Johnson and you got Torin Dorn, Kyle's original, you know, Kyle's guy. Uh, Torin Dorn's brother, Miles, plays football uh, at Carolina. Torin and his dad played football at Carolina as well. They know Carolina. They're tough. They press. They do everything that Kentucky does, uh, and they are going to be all up in the face of Kobe and all those guys. So I would say, if I had to guess, I would say NC State wins that game because, again, we both know Kevin Keats is a winner. That is true. Kevin Keats, I, I, I know nothing else about Kevin Keats, but I know he's a winner. Yes, exactly. And he will win, and he knows. Uh, I think he is probably the the NC State team. If you look at teams and you want to bet like a, an outside team that could maybe make a run in the tournament, NC State and Virginia Tech are two teams where I don't think anybody wants to play those teams because they play hard, they're tough, they don't really take shit from anybody, and they can go off and beat anyone in the country any night. There you have it. So you officially, you, you uh, adequately, I mean, set the stage for a Carolina loss and having plenty, plenty of excuses for... Why this isn't that big of a deal? You're a March team. Just keep going back to that one. Yeah. that one's my favorite one. Yes, to pull out. yeah, we, that one. Yeah, January is too early for us. We're not peaking yet. It's a, it's a, it's a late oh, February, March, <laughs> April kind of thing. Yeah, I'm sorry, NC State. Do you actually count January wins? We haven't. We I have no idea when Carolina wins in January. I don't even pay attention. No, but that's cute that you guys count that. It's no, it's cute that you think this is. A it's rivalry basically too. preseason at this point. When you really think about um, it, um, another. That one's on and on at nine Eastern on ESPN. If that's not your speed and you want some Big Ten flavor, 
uh, at the exact same time on ESPN2 is Purdue at Michigan State. Carson Edwards, best player in the conference probably, playing at Michigan State, the team that Tate just said is the best team in the conference. Uh, Purdue has, I don't know if you looked at Purdue's schedule. First of all, Purdue is like a weird team to figure out. Carson Edwards is as good as advertised, but no one's really advertising him anymore because Purdue's not that great this year. Um, but they can still hang with some teams, you know? Yep. Like they gave Florida State a good game. Uh, they beat Maryland. Maryland's not horrible. I don't know. P- Purdue's a tough team to figure out. But their January, I looked at J- Purdue's January schedule. It is an absolute gauntlet. They just beat Iowa at home by 16. They now go to Michigan State. Then they go to Wisconsin. Then they got Rutgers at home, so bye game. Uh, then they're playing Indiana at home in a rivalry game. Then they're playing at Ohio State. Then they're playing Michigan State. This is all in the same month. And then they're at Penn State. That's the month of January for Purdue. So it's interesting. Let's keep an eye on that one. Folks, yeah, we'll keep an because... eye on the Bowler Makers because, uh, yeah, that is quite a gauntlet. Uh, man. And yeah. also Duke, first road be... game of the season tomorrow night at Wake Forest. Coach. Oh, that's right. Grant, they are in. This is the last ballot that Graham Couch left them off. Yes. this he will. They will finally nice. play a road game. Coach K said that Wake Forest is a really good team that they're preparing for, which shows that Coach K has not watched Wake Forest play this year. Dude, by the way, our guy... He's I'm also getting ahead for, of it. Oh my God, he's taking my move. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I'm not, I'm not taking credit for the, uh, the, the, the reversal with Graham Couch thing. I'm not saying it's because he came on our pod and we, uh, you know, gave him a platform to explain, his, explain himself. But I'm seeing more people that are like getting behind him. Maybe it's just the little bubble I live in. But every week that his ballot comes out, more people are like, I actually kind of like this guy. He's just kind of fucking up the system and that's awesome. And he's just sticking it to the man and... I, I kind of get, I kind of dig it a little bit. That's what people are saying. So uh, <laughs> again, I'm not taking credit for it, Tate. I'm just saying that's that's a thing that's happening. So people like Mavericks. Yeah. It'd be funny. That's for sure. Especially if you're a Luka Doncic. Uh, I really, really want him to go uh, with his with Duke to go from unranked in his ballot to number one. <laughs> just, just to just because that'd be awesome. I really hope on his next poll that Duke is the number one team in the country. Um, Fingers crossed. Lastly, on ESPN News, Tate, for for all the Big 12 fans out there, Oklahoma is playing Texas Tech, and this w- might be the ugliest game of the season. Yeah, uh, two very good defensive teams playing on ESPN News. Um, they probably ESPN is probably sending their like F team, G team, like Robbie Hummel is probably definitely on the call <laughs> for this game. Um, <laughs> Robbie's like, no, I only do Big Ten, but uh. Yeah, they're both ranked, and it's a game that's happening, and you can check that out if you want to see Slugfest. Uh, not really that much scoring. Um, take the under in that one. And then on Wednesday, my beloved TCU Horn Frogs, back in their rightful position in the AP poll. They are ranked, Tate. They will be going to Allen Fieldhouse to play a decimated Kansas team, a Kansas team that even Kansas fans have given up on at this point, mm. and it's only January. Keep an eye on that one, folks. Can't that wait. one's on Wednesday. Jamie Dixon, a guy that is committed. Also, committed Cal State Northridge at UC Riverside, Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern on, well, well at UC Riverside, probably. Probably that's where you can Kyle, go to that, go to that yeah. game and report back. <laughs> can I get a ride, Make tape? that happen. Yeah, I'll give you <laughs> a ride. Give me a ride? Yeah. I'll give you a ride. I'll drop you off. I'll Thanks. come back in two hours. Thank so. you. I'll go do anything that, that I can we, do in Northridge. That, that needs to be the, the Kyle's guy segment. It needs to just be the <laughs> Dion. Dion? Dion A. Dion, show some respect. <laughs> just make it him every time. <laughs> It is. Give the people the update to him. So. Yeah. You're really Kyle's gonna become his agent. He'll be working at Wasserman, uh, representing him next year in the draft. <laughs> Can't wait. All right. Anything else before we go? 
Nothing for me. I'm very excited for all these games this week. We will be back, right? We're going to come back on Friday. So, yeah. so we'll have more to talk about on Friday, which is not just an extended uh, good guy, bad guy, cow guy, bad guy, whatever guy you want to talk about. So, yeah, excited for that. Also, get your beer. Friday. Yeah, celebrate your beer. That's uh, Yeah, that plug it one more time. Trillion. Yeah, plug it one more time. My goodness. You, Buy my beer. Yes. Mark the date if you live in Columbus or the surrounding areas, January 29th. Uh, come... Come to the come to the brewery. We'll tap the keg. Uh, as far as like people are asking, people have been asking me how can they get their hands on it. Yeah. Direct all your questions to Land Grant. Um, I don't actually know how they're. Pa- I don't know if they're making six packs. I don't know if they're. I don't know if they're shipping it across the country. I don't really know all that part. I just know that I am going to be drinking a lot of it on January 29th and at the Final Four. So, uh, if you can if you can swing it, let's uh, make that happen. If not, we'll find we'll figure something else out for you. We'll we'll find a way. We'll we'll help stickers. you guys out. We'll get we some are stickers. men of the people. Yeah. We'll figure it yeah, out. We'll also, send you, we'll, yeah, we'll figure something out. Was this place um, named after Grantland and they just flipped it to Land Grant or Land Grant? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, yes. Is that true? They loved they loved my work. Yeah, Grantland.com. I am. I am. Astonished. They said. They said that uh, is Bill that suing Grantland them right now? Did, is that happening? Is Bill just sending them a cease and desist? He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Land you walk Grant. In, you walk into the brewery and there's a sign. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you walk into the brewery and there's a sign that says Grantland was the old Big East of sports writing. Yes. And yes. They're bag they're bags of rice. Of <laughs> I think the real reason is that there's it, this is really don't take my word for this. This is really uh shitty journalism here. I don't actually know, but if I remember right, I think it's like there was a grant from the state government of Ohio to give land to designate what eventually became Ohio State University. Mm. Like there was, that's what, and then it's like, it, it was called like the Land Grant Act or something. So now it's like a reference to like basically Ohio State is Land Grant. I like it. There you I go. I mean, look, it, it, I it all checks out. I think that's out. what happened. It's synergy across the yeah. brand for you for Club Trillion. Yeah. Also, I kind of view Club Trillion, the brand as, uh, you know, Stan's profile when he's on Facebook. And he's like, I am, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that is Club Trillion of you. That is the profile. But uh, it's cool that you're gonna be like there with the people as you as you tap your first keg for land grant. That's how, dude. That's how it was supposed to be. When when do, are you old enough to remember when Twitter started and like the only people on Twitter were brands? And no, that's I, why my no. that's why my Twitter name is at Club Trillion because it was just supposed to be like the brand account and people weren't supposed to have like personal accounts. And then uh, yeah, it was it was a simpler time. It was basically just like the only people tweeting were like Spaghettios and. Club Trillion and like Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> <laughs> New Punk tonight at 8. And that was it. Kristen Bell. Great times. Yeah, good um, times. All right, we'll be back uh, Friday. See you guys.